Welcome to Casey Corner episode 112. A very special afternoon edition. Yes. I had a, a dentist appointment this morning. Was it uh, cleaning, I hope? Cleaning. Okay, just, that's just not cleaning. Bad. Yeah, yeah, not not bad. No but drills. No drills. Just those just weird picky scraping things. Scraping and just the worst, <laughs> the worst sound ever. So teeth, oh, teeth goodness. are nice and bright now. No how cavities. Did, we're all good. Well, the teeth usually are good, but how about the gums? You know, those are the things you usually get like worked over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a, a blood geyser. Uh, okay, this morning. I've, I've done better flossing and brushing my okay, teeth. Okay, that's and everything, good. That's the so. big question. Are you a flosser? Yes. Yeah, we, we're we're flossing now, which is good. That's very yeah. good. I I haven't flossed in. 56 years when I start now, you know. But, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm officially an adult. I, I use the brush picks, you know. We're, we're flossing. We're keeping healthy teeth. Here. Are you a uh, are you a no cavity kind of guy typically? No. I, I had unfortunately had a filling last time I went to oh, the dentist bummer. six months ago. So, What about your friend Seth? Didn't he show up to the dentist like one yeah, time and had like 72 cavities? He yeah, had, I think he, he has like, like two on each teeth. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he hasn't even had that many teeth and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. uh, it's mm-hmm. like front and back on each one <laughs> not good so i'm at least better than him i think i have five total so. well uh not, listen now that we have the theme of dentist going on the last thing is what's worse getting a cavity filled or getting the shots of novocaine mm. yeah you don't feel anything once you got the shot yeah once you get the shots but the shot the whole shot thing stinks yeah you know? it does I mean, and then you're at the end you leave and your lips you, all like you're wondering down down all yeah, over the you're place you're biting your lip it's gross <laughs> hey welcome to casey corner everybody glad you're here <laughs> we just talk dentist and lightning and all sorts of stuff exactly it's always <laughs> always good you never know what you're gonna get exactly exactly well we can get to your last sermon we are a family that gives the fourth of five weeks in you this know, sermon series um first of all it was great being back because uh charlie did a fantastic job but two weeks away um, that's the longest uh, i've been away for a long mm-hmm. time so uh getting back and and coming right back and, and uh, preaching on giving you know and for a pastor to preach on giving it's something you got to do and it oftentimes people come to church and they open up their bulletin they think oh great i'm gonna i'm gonna hear a sermon on giving and you know my whole goal what i meant to say was let's look at this from God's perspective and really he is the ultimate giver and it all begins with a God who gives and he gives grace to sinners like us and if we really have the knowledge of the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who truly was rich and because of us for our sakes became poor and that that through his poverty we could become rich and to see the fact that we're just responding to what God has done we're we're and again um one of the things I said is it's it's dangerous to give to God without first giving your heart to God and without responding to his love because then we start thinking God owes us and then we start thinking that maybe we can barter with God and, and get something from God. But giving should all be a response of God. And, and lastly with that, what I meant to say last week, Brooks, is, you know, you, you have this, every sermon I preach is this longing that people would see um, that somehow by God's grace, he would open up heaven in, in, in a way that just shows us how he does love us and what he has done for us. If if I could ever have the giftedness to preach the beauty of Christ for how beautiful he really is, you know, the response will come. And I think that's just the Holy Spirit thing. So all that to say is what I hope to say about giving is for people to see how amazing God gives. Mm-hmm. It boils down to cheerful giving, not just yeah. like, you know, 
giving the exactly 10% and measuring it out each month or yeah. for the year. Like, and I did my part and it's, it's not morally, it's not like we're climbing a ladder or anything like that. And we gain, you know, more from God from giving. We want to be cheerful givers. With cheerful it. givers. And because, because he cheerfully gave, I love that. And you know, there's a story that Jesus talks about with the religious people, they, the Pharisees, they, they were so exacting with their giving. I mean, they wanted to make sure that they had their dill and their mint. I mean, they got to the point where they're, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were tithing everything they could, mm-hmm. but their heart was far from them. And mm-hmm. why? Because they were trying to do it to justify themselves. They were trying to do it to earn something. And if that's the case, you know, it will be exacting and it will be, it will be heartless. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, especially the whole thing, Brooks, if, if our monies, our identity and our security, they will never give it away generously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to have our identity and security in something bigger. Um, and that's can only come with Christ. And once you have that, it's like, okay. Um, and again, even realizing he's the one who gives it to us, you know, and, and he's he's a good father. He'll always provide. Mm-hmm. It's not like a transaction or like buying stock or anything like that. It's actually cheerful giving. Yeah, exactly. I I, I love it. And uh, you know it, the example that we looked at the churches in Macedonia. It wasn't they they weren't in a position to give. I mean they were in extreme poverty. I mean they were being severely tested. I mean this was a difficult time, and yet they begged for the privilege mm-hmm. of giving. So. There, that's that's the gospel power. That's the upside downness. That's a word um, of what God's grace does. I mean, it's okay. You know, hey, shouldn't this be the time that we we save? I mean, shouldn't this be the time we hold on tightly because things are hard? No, let's let's make sure that we not only are cheerful, but let's be begging for this opportunity. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do we have to look forward to as you wrap up this sermon series? Well, we're a family that grows. God family grows. And Mm -hmm. I, I, so with this, uh, is that we should be growing first and foremost, spiritually, we should be growing in depth. We, and then grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, but healthy things grow. Uh, and we're going to look at how does the church multiply and why does the church need to multiply? And so, um, it's, it's exciting to see, um, that we should be growing. It's always been God's design for his family to fill the earth for his glory, for the good of our neighbor. And so what does that look like and how do we grow? And, uh, um, we're going to look at the components, what's necessary for us to grow. You know, here in Florida, you look at the fact weeds grow so naturally, you know, it's just, I'm always on this battle. My weed whacker broke, and I feel like I'm losing my lawn to weeds. You know, it's just like I can't keep. You've up lost with control. It. I've lost control. But if you want something good to grow in Florida, you know, it's fertilizer, it's water, it's it's uh, you know, try, all these components are going to need to have something to be really flourishing. And so, for us to grow as Christians, what do we need? And so, we're going to look actually at the Book of Acts and how they were multiplying, but. To, to pull it back and see the big picture that's always been God's design mm-hmm. for us to grow. And mm-hmm. not just individually, so important, but corporately. And what does it look like for King's Chapel to grow? And, you know, we have grown um, in our little existence. Uh, if we keep on that growth uh, path, it, it'd be pretty exciting if you double and every couple of years you double. I mean, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. But we don't want to grow uh, using steroids in, mm-hmm. in a false way. We don't want to grow with what the world says. How do you grow naturally? How do you grow spiritually? How do you grow organically? How do you grow 
gospel fruit, and that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. I know when we were first planning King's Chapel, that was a big topic of discussion of you want the church to grow, but it's not for like personal gain or for pride or ego or anything yeah. like that. It's for God's kingdom, not just for King's Chapel as a business or something like that. It, it, or, or Jeff's ego. And I, I tell you, and I, I got to wrestle with that because, you mm-hmm. know, I really do, you do want it to grow, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, uh, um, and you got to always check your, your motives. I mean, am I really desiring for... Like, let's say, let's say our next place, you know, what's our next place going to look like? How much property maybe can we acquire someday or what can we build? And you got to make sure, okay, am I doing this for me or for the Lord? Mm -hmm. But the end of the day is, man, we want to fill the earth with God's glory. We want to have a place, a stake in the, uh, uh, a flag in the sand that says, Hey, we're here. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, we'd love to see more people come to know and love Jesus. Yeah. And as we know, like giving and, you know, the growing part kind of go hand in hand going back and back in the sermon series too it's so true it's Mm -hmm. so true and i think the more you grow the more you're going to give and all those things are going to come together so wrapping it up uh we've loved this little series uh i'm really proud to partner with charlie uh to preach through it and and a quick shout out that we're going to have right on the heels of this after memorial day we're going to start a new sermon series that kind of is coupled or linked with this and it's god's family values you know we're going to look at some hard topics of what should we as God's family value? What what should be our mindset? You know, how should we look at things like gender and things like life? Uh, a lot of things in the news right now that, um, you know, that are uh, the, that this country is arguing about and what we should value. And uh, much more importantly than just an American value, what does it need to be for as a Christian? Mm-hmm. Super easy topics to cover. Easy topics. Just, just easy, nice yeah. nice and light. But you know, I think that oftentimes people will look at these uh, topics like abortion or life or whatever from a very moral standpoint. I understand that. But really what we need to do is what is God's design and why? And mm-hmm. look at those things. So it'll be great. Looking oh, yeah. forward to it. Oh, yeah. We can transition to KC updates as I pull out my yeah. spiritual gifts assessment I folder. If you it. want to co- cover I pull some out of that. Mine too. Here you are. So we've given these out. Uh, we're so excited about this because why? Because God has given uh, given gifts to each one of us individually, always for His glory, always for the corporate good. So we're excited. We put everybody's name on it. You see, that's my name, Jeff. Nice Jakes. and personalized. Nice for and everyone. personalized. Uh, love the fact that uh, really. Uh, a lot of content came through Charlie, and a, a lot of the design and, and put it together came through Amy Millette. So a shout out to my team, and so grateful for them. But our hope and prayer is that everybody could just take some time and see how God has designed them. That's uh, a, a beauty of this. And so there'll be a, a gift test in this. Also will be a, a Myers-Briggs, uh, an old standard for looking at our who we are personality-wise, how God has created us, and then even how we share our faith. So. We want every every member to feel like, wow, uh, I am uniquely and uh, wonderfully uh, made, as Psalm 139 will tell us, and God has given us gifts. And so how do we discover them, and then how do we plug them in, all for the glory of our great God, all for the good of our neighbor? Mm-hmm. I know in Charlie's sermon a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about gifts, the difference between shepherding and then I forget the word for kind of missionary. Oh yeah, yeah, evangelism. Evangelism and yeah, shepherding yeah. and kind of the how they work hand in hand, but also he was saying how they could butt heads occasionally. And I never hadn't ever really thought about that before. I always thought that was kind of the same thing, but um, <laughs> yeah. For through my tests, I definitely lean more towards the shepherding one. It was like my fourth one. Interesting. Um, for the one, for okay, sure, yeah. yeah. You know, because I don't have, I don't feel like a strong evangelistic. I'm much more of a shepherd than mm-hmm. I am an evangelist. You know. Uh, 
I love it because Charlie seems to come with a, hey, let's don't ever forget the guest. Let's always make room. You talk about in his worship service, let's make room for people to come and experience Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an important thing. That's the way an evangelist typically thinks. Let's make room, uh, space. Let's make sure we're looking for them. Uh, shepherd is like, hey, who's hurt in our congregation? How do we pray for them? Is our elders ready to pray and, and examine them? So, But both are needed. But one of the things I've noticed, Brooks, in the church is a lot of times when people have their gifts um, and they're fantastic, they'll see everything through that lens. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, one of our elders loves mercy ministry. And every time we're together, it's like, oh, man, we got to go serve. If we're not serving, we're not being the church. And then an elder will say, man, we got to be praying. If we're not praying, we're not really the church. And so I kind of smile and say, yeah, I could see uh, how much that is a passion for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a job of a pastor is... You don't want to be out of balance. You know, if, if all you're thinking about is shepherding, you're, you're not going to have a good welcoming to the community. If all mm-hmm. you're thinking about is outreach, you're probably not discipling well and shepherding well mm-hmm. your body. And I don't know any church that does any of those things perfectly. A lot of times, as I think Charlie even mentioned in his sermon, sometimes you get a real strength and it could be a real weakness in other areas. So King's Chapel, for us to flourish, we got to make sure that, hey, all, all of this, and God's given gifts... Uh, it, it's clear, uh, even as our staff, uh, you know, talking of, of, you know, hey, what, what are you? I am an IS, I am an ENFP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really uh, seeing the staff that's almost opposite in certain ways of uh, that's really cool of how those things can go together beautifully. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to learn about the church, too, because if you're just a person that shows up at 10 o'clock on Sundays, like there's a lot more going on than just the actual service that happens on Sunday mornings between our KC groups and, um, you know, luncheons and everything like yeah. that. Lots of different events and different ways to get involved. In the exactly. Church. And, you know, that's what the church is. I mean, it's, it's more than just uh, the church is the people that are called out of darkness into the marvelous light. We are the people of God. We are the witness of God in our community. And so, you know, how do we do that? And uh, it's, by, it's by all the things you said, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, we can uh, get more in depth on some of the tests later episodes. But yeah, it's a we'll nice get, little intro for it. Let's people fill it out. And I think there's going to be some follow-up teaching, which will be great. And so, um, hey, that's a really, this is, this is a major thing that we're trying to do here at King's Chapel. So jump in. Um, don't be shy. And if you're listening and you want one of these, let us know. Email us and, uh, you know, email connect at kingschapelfl.com and ask for one. We'll send one out to you. Mm-hmm. What other KC updates do we have? You know, we're excited about the summer. We're we really uh, are trying to put some finishing uh, touches on our, our summer plans, which should be done by now. But you know, uh, so many things going on. We're excited. We're looking at what we could do for VBS. Uh, we're hoping to announce that here soon, and some of our summer activities, which will be coming up. And you know, this is not an update, but just what we did last week of just our KC family lunch, and it was great seeing so many people there, and it mm-hmm. was awesome being together. So. A lot of things that are coming up. I had a couple say to me uh, this last week, uh, hey, uh, we're ready to join, which is fantastic. And uh, hopefully we'll be announcing a new class of membership soon. So a lot of things, a lot of opportunities. A lot of stuff going on. Let's go. Let's go Bolts. (laughs) Yes. Let's go Bolts. One nothing already in the the series. Second round. Let's go (laughs) take out those Panthers. So anyway. Uh, Hey, by the way, tomorrow. Uh, I'm having uh, dinner uh, at the uh, Shingle Creek, uh, the nice. Rose and Shingle Creek, mm-hmm. and it's a for a great ministry called House of Hope, uh, which helps some troubled teen gals, for the most part, ladies uh, that need some help, um, and provides a safe place for them. But the guest speaker, 
Ron DeSantis. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Look at Go- that. Governor DeSantis. So I might be a little bit late for the uh, hockey <laughs> game because I'm hanging out with Ronnie Boy. Uh, no no big deal. You know, and you know, Brooks, that I'm not a huge political guy, but I, I have so much respect for our governor because mm-hmm. he stands up for his what he believes with great conviction. And the uh, fact that I see that align so much with uh, what God's word says, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. He absolutely does. So, yeah, he's a rock star. He is a rock star. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> so are you, Brooksy boy. Appreciate it. So, all right. well, that's all I got this week. Hey, you didn't have a lot of energy going into this, man. You crushed it. I appreciate it. Look I'm, at I'm, that. That's, you know, that's we're, we're big-time boy. players. Big-time players show up. That's, you know, you call for the, the arm late in the game, and there you're ready to go. You might feel a little dead, but, man, you heated up the radar gun. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the job done. Indeed. indeed. It was all the right. dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. All right, blessings, everybody. See you guys.